look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Um, you know, Faisal, uh, we do a lot of shows on uh, on healthcare. Healthcare is a growing concern uh, for people because of this aging demographic, right? Um, and we talk a lot about about the about the Canadian healthcare system, and it's you know it's regarded as a bit of a national treasure. Now, some would argue that it's performing well. Some would argue it's not performing well. But I want to throw into the mix of the conversation the um, medical tourism. Finally. Yeah. So Finally. medical tourism isn't just about Canadians leaving Canada to go get treatment elsewhere. It's about other people in the world coming to Canada. Absolutely. Finally, we get to talk about this because I believe with an aging demographic we have in the Western world, that this is the opportunity that Canada can be a leader in the world. If we can just get everybody together and say, let's make this a priority, not only for Canadians, but for to being a a destination of medical um, cl- high-class work, mm-hmm. that'd be awesome. That's ideal. Import or export? Or importing Import. people versus Import. exporting technology and knowledge? Well, I would, I would look at both, of course. We do have the technology and the skill set. If you look at the University of Toronto, for example, the amount of work that they do out there, yeah. phenomenal. When you look at what's available uh, here in Canada from a service perspective, the amount of diversification we have amongst people here, you, you can treat all different ethnicities, groups here in this country. Why not make this a, a destination for, for not just tourism, but medical tourism? Louis Therrieu is going to join us, Vice President of Industry Strategy and Public Policy with the Conference Board of Canada. Louis, thanks uh, for joining us on the show. Thank you. So we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit about this, this notion of medical tourism um, and how it could help um, Canada's economy. So let's maybe just start at a, at a high level and give us sort of give us the argument how this may or may not be the case. Well, it starts with the uh, the the idea that we've uh, invested so much in our uh, technology, our hospitals, in our uh, physicians, in our um, all the, the support systems, so we can deliver um, among the best care in the world in certain areas. And we know that in, in certain cases, we're not using the capacity to the maximum. So the question is, would there be a case where we could uh, use that, that expertise, that, that investment, and, and, and turn that to our benefit if it's not, uh, if it's not uh, changing some of the fundamental principles, which is, has to be around giving Canadians a priority around, around accessing services? So if it respects that, Canadians always ahead. Um, it just makes sense. And in, in the world where we're trading services more and more, why not include a, a really high-value-add sector like, uh, like um, uh, healthcare as part of the, the, the options here? So it starts with an ambition and knowing that some countries are actually doing that quite proactively mm-hmm. uh, and see if Canada could actually leverage um, its, its, its capacity in the area in the context of trade. So would it would it impact services for Canadians? Because that's the biggest argument that we hear that if if we open up the floodgates for everybody around the world to come to Canada, then uh, then I won't be able to get the services that I need because I'm Canadian. And uh, how do how do we figure that out? Yeah, and that's that's the that's the tension point, and uh, we really have to before we would go and and, and make any any strategy around uh, promoting trade and medical tourism, we would have to figure out 
some core principles around how this would work. And, and the first is uh, in, in that in, in those pre uh, in these conditions would be to give Canadians priority at all times first. Um, but that, so that's a starting point. The second one, you, you have to kind of start looking at healthcare as a, as a business all of a sudden, which is not the way we were looking at our health services. So you start thinking about things like identifying where there's capacity, how you organize the capacity to deliver that, that care for, uh, for, for, uh, for foreigners. Uh, you, and not everything necessarily deserves your, your, your efforts in that area. So you would have to identify where the value is in the system. So what kind of procedures we have a competitive advantage, so to speak. So it doesn't, there's certain cases in what I would call more uh, commoditized type care. Uh, India is well known, for example, for heart surgery. Probably not an area where we would like to promote Canada, but there's other areas into, um, where we invest into uh, diagnosis for, for cancer, some, uh, some uh, highly technical procedures that don't deal with high-volume patients, but the capacity exists and it's, it's, it's high-value add, so to speak. So those are the areas we'd have to focus on and we'd have to charge. Uh, so it, it's starting to look at, again, back to the business model of, of, of any of any sector, you would have to apply these principles to, to the sector as well. And and finally, and not the least, uh, there's some uh, oversight that would be needed. So uh, we would have to think of what's the regulatory framework which would work uh, or make this thing work uh, and the level of uh, of, uh, of transparency needed so uh, Canadians have confidence that uh, this is used for, 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 for the purpose of generating income and using our capacity to benefit us in the end. So, so there's, there's, we're far from having a system that can accommodate all that, but just starting the conversation and exploring what that could do is definitely something we should at least reflect on. Yeah, I think I think you maybe nailed it on the head. I mean, as a Canadian taxpayer, um, you know, we spend two hundred billion dollars a year was the last number I had on a system that, by all estimations, Faisal, you and I have done enough shows on this to know is not performing at the level that many international models are performing at. So, uh, as a Canadian, I'm concerned that we're getting good value right now, and then to think that um, that you could the priority becomes key, right? So, if in any way, shape, or form I get bumped okay. uh, for somebody on a profit basis, I'm going to freak. And so the transparency sure. around, um, around the service that's being provided, right, that perhaps is high value but uh, low volume, right, where there's excess capacity, man, the communication around that's going to have to be tight. So I, I kind yeah. of... I kind of look at this, Dave, as a little bit of a different approach as well. I think the minute you become, when you enter into a competitive market uh, where you are now opening services to the global market, then the expectation of services will change. When you take care of your own, when I come to your house, Dave, you might put something out to drink for me. But when you have... When I serve you, have, you twice. You twice, know the rules. Twice. Well, After depending. that, you're, you're on cheap, your own. Maybe. You're cheap. So I don't know <laughs> two is the right one. But, but when, when you have other guests who hardly frequent your home, you might handle it a little bit differently. And so your service level in that situation goes up. This is the same concept as the educational system in the, in the post-secondary education. They have, they have um, allowances for foreign, uh, foreign students. And they pay way more than we do going to post-secondary education. And they have allocated a certain amount of spots for those foreign students. This can be the same process here in Canada. 
and our universities do promote themselves globally. Until somebody dies of a cardiac arrest and you see that a Kuwaiti was prioritized ahead of your family member, you got a problem. Absolutely. Right? Uh, uh, like McGill dealt with that particular problem. So it's the excess capacity, and I, and, and I agree. I think there's an opportunity. I think we have tremendous resources here, tremendous knowledge, uh, the whole nine yards. There's no question about that. It's this the delivery a, of the overall service. This is a business. As long as you right. can make sure that your home is taken care of, you can open your doors to everybody. Yeah. Um, so, Louis, just so opine a little bit on this. We've got maybe a minute left. Um, you know, is this... How do you convince Canadians to, to think about this? Um, clearly, if we can make a profit on this, there is a positive benefit to the, uh, to the economy. But where, where, do, where do we start this process to even make it palatable for a conversation? I think you, you've kind of got to the fundamental point here is around enhancing services for Canadians. I think bringing some, um, a business mindset to how we deliver care uh, would open doors to uh, greater efficiencies and better alignment for for the, the critical mass of services that are offered to Canadians and would start changing how we look at different type of care. And uh, I think Canadians would benefit from, from the better alignment of resources in the system from thinking along these lines, more so than being a real cash generator for the system. Yes, mm -hmm. we could probably down the road, if we have a long-term strategy, get to critical mass of revenues that would make a difference. But to, to your point, we're spending over $200 billion now in, in healthcare. Before we start making a dent in the, uh, in, in, in the budget by in terms of revenues, extra revenues getting from uh, medical tourism would take a long while. Mm -hmm. But the real payback is the low-wing and food around bringing some business discipline around how we align our resources in the system. I'm all for that, for sure. Okay, I want to thank you for joining us uh, today. We appreciate your time. A real pleasure. Thank you very much for the invitation. Thanks. We've been joined by Louis Thoreau, who's a Vice President, Industry Strategy and Public Policy with the Conference Board of Canada. Faisal, we've got, um, we've got a seminar coming up here. And, you know, part of what we talk about from a lifestyle perspective is, is health, right? Absolutely. Not just health care, but the fact of the matter is, depending on how the system uh, handles this massive demographic shift and demand that's going to be put on it. The health bucket is an asset class. We'll talk about that in the context of the entire wealth plan. Correct. It's going to be incorporated on our conversation on Tuesday, January 23rd, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. Now you need to reserve your seats. So give us a call, 966-8400. That's 966-8400. Or go to our website to register at morethanmoneyradio.com. All right, stick around after the break. We're going to kick off our first series of the year, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about divorce. Unfortunately, divorce can have far-reaching financial implications, as well as many others, but far-reaching financial implications. And we want to uh, talk a, a little bit about the process, impacts, and what you need to do about that should you be facing it or know somebody that does. You're on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. David Popowich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popowich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.